Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Gator Nation, welcome back to the Respect Our Decision podcast. This your boy Hirsch, and with me this week, as always, is Mike. What's going on? And our man Wes is having some technical difficulties this evening. He's going to try to join us in a little bit. If he can't, you know, it's his wife's birthday. Y'all wish him well. The man's having having a full evening. With that being said, guys, we're going to jump right into our show. As always, guys, make sure you download us wherever you get your podcast from. We're available on all your major podcast providers. And go ahead and check us out on YouTube. Respect our decision. Go ahead and subscribe to the channel. Hit a like on every video and leave a comment for us on what you think. And we'll try to get out there and respond to you. And as always, guys, if you like to support us as creators, check out our Patreon at Respect Our Decision. And uh, just a reminder that every dollar we make off of our Patreon, we put right back in the show to make the show better for you guys. We want to give a shout out to uh, Utah Gator, our first patron, for being down from day one. And, you know, with that being said, guys, we got a lot to talk about tonight. We're going to talk about um, some recruiting stuff, some South Carolina stuff, the weekly pickums. As you know, man, we got it. But before we jump into that, I want to go ahead and give a shout out to our sponsor, Camwood Supplements. Make sure you visit camwoodsupplements.com for all your workout and recovery supplements and some digestive greens for your digestive health. 
Can't recommend them enough. Make sure you use code RESPECT20 to save 20% off your first purchase. So, guys, we're going to jump right into it, man. We're going to hit on some, uh, like we always do, the uh, Under the Light segment. Got a few guys to talk about this week on the Under the Light segment and how they did this Friday night, last Friday night, as high school teams are getting closer to the um, playoffs. Uh, one big performance I want to talk about right off the rip, man. Our boy, Trayon Webb, had an absolutely just ridiculous game. 141 yards and three touchdowns on six carries. I mean, an absolute machine. Uh, this was the first week in a month that uh, his quarterback, Colin Hurley, had been back. So those guys just continue to just absolutely rock and roll. I know Trinity's undefeated on the season. They're working on getting their 10th uh, state championship, I believe it is. Uh, quarterback commit Marcus Stokes had a big uh, – had a, well, his team had a big night. They won 47-17. Stokes had a 57-yard passing touchdown a rushing touchdown and his running back had um five touchdowns on the night. So big, big showing from Nice last Friday night. And just a quick shout out to a 2024 uh, kid, our running back commit Chauncey Bowens had an absolute monster game, 260 yards rushing and two touchdowns. If you haven't seen that young man, I highly suggest you go take a look at him. He is a big, big man. He's going to be a, He's going to be a force. At, he looks like he's game ready now as a uh, junior in high school. So can't wait to see that kid and what he does next year and then moving forward as it comes to the Gators. Um, with that being said, guys, there's not a whole lot else um, to talk about on that aspect for right now. The playoffs starting soon. Um, we'll have to see what happens with our high school kids this weekend as the storm rolls towards Florida. I know a lot of games are getting shuffled around, so we'll have to just wait and see if you follow our thread on uh, Friday nights. You know what? Uh, what what we have that night? I might have to move it to. Uh, might have to be a Friday and a Saturday under the lights this weekend. Mike, you got anything you want to add, real quick? Uh, just um, mainly, just you know, Webb just continues to do what you know, Trent Webb things. He's been stepping up, and he's he's more and more looking like an RB1, how he was in his uh, pre-injury rankings. So it's great to see him continue to step up and be clutch for, in those big games. For sure, man. I mean, it. we got some good running backs. The, the staff hat should have no trouble selling running backs at this point in time, given um what we've seen Johnson and Ntn do on the field this year. Uh, selling, selling playing time to running backs in this scheme ought to be easy to do. So, guys, we're going to jump right into recruiting. We've got a lot to talk about. A lot's come down in the last 24 hours or so here as we uh, get moving towards the South Carolina game this weekend. Obviously, a lot of stuff as far as visitors this weekend could be hit or miss, depending on what this storm does. Um, like I said a second ago, some kids' games might get shuffled around. So, if a kid at the last minute might have to cancel a visit because his game gets shifted from a Friday to a Saturday – you know, don't panic on it. It's out of the kids' hands. You know, weather does this crap every year to us one way or another. Just a burden of being a team that plays in Florida. Uh, first first bit of huge news that just dropped about an hour ago. Credit to Corey Bender at Elm 3 for breaking this story out. Five-star Desmond Ricks recur- uh, 
recently reclassified Desmond Ricks visiting Florida this weekend, uh, not long after taking a visit just a few weeks ago and then having an official visit in three weeks. I mean, we've we've talked about it on this show, man. We we missed on Cormani. Uh, do you go full bore on Ricks, Mike? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. If you're if if it's uh, they had the funds allocated for Cormani, I uh, see. If, so I mean, he, yes, he's a plus one. However, you know, if you have a guy that's more than, who is willing to come, or at least you have a legitimate shot, you have the Corey Raymond uh, factor, and he's obviously a huge Corey Raymond fan. Uh, remember, he did he did come for Friday Night Lights when he could have gone to any program in the country essentially and visit that weekend. So he's obviously a fan of the uh, not only the coach but also the university. So. Um, you know, like I said, if you have the ability to make it happen, um, and and one could easily argue, well, he is more he's uh, game ready right now um, in terms of long term potential. Uh, that would be uh, you know Cormani. Uh, However, uh, I definitely like the mentality of Ricks, so it could actually be he could be the better player end of the day. So why not? It's a question in terms of allocation of funds. Every you know of the NIL money, that's a different story. However. If you had it for one, why not use use it for the other? That's the question you have to ask yourself. I can't. Why really not? Argue, I can't argue that. I mean, because it's um, not like it's a it's not a different position. No. So if and it's if worst case you're looking at one A one B. If if not one A you know if not under you know direct direct comps. So why why not? If you're getting you know people worried about oh you missed the bad look on your you know national recruiting. Well, if you just get the pretty much number one kid from the next cycle who reclassified uh, borderline top uh, uh, borderline five star. There you go. Yeah. Um, it's a no brainer for me. And like you said, he's to me, the kid's more ready to jump in and play next year physically than Cormani is. I understand that the Cormani was more of a, you can't miss because he grew up a Gator fan and whatever, you know, logic you want to use there. You know, IMG kids are not from the state of Florida. Ricks is actually from Virginia originally. So um, I understand that there's always going to be more, hey, this kid is the kid you need, the Florida kid over, you know, the IMG kids. But he's visited a handful of times just in the last six, since Friday Night Lights. I mean, this will be the, at least the third visit we know of. Uh his official visit he's taken the first weekend in December will be the fourth. Um, obviously, you're serious about the kid. You're putting this much time into him. Um, I know Corey Raymond loves him. I, I don't see personally. I don't see what the problem here would be. I don't, but I don't make these decisions. I, <laughs> How I look at it is, if they don't put the 100 percent effort into this, we're not a serious football program. But period, like. That's it. Not if you're, you're trying you, to flip that room. You have the ability to be um, at worst case. I think you're you're uh, in 2024. You're a tier one football program in terms of recruiting. You have the ability. The board allows you to be a tier one football program in terms of recruiting it, this year, if all falls correctly. Big F, of course. Well, guess what? Desmond Ricks is a part of that. And even if you missed Uncle Money, which we did. Well, I have backup plans. That's a backup plan. That's a tier, pretty, tier one teams you, have backup plans. You are extremely fortunate for this to be your backup plan. 
because it would have been Dijon or there are a couple other kids, but um, the one committed with Dijon, who's a damn good player, but he's not Desmond Ricks. No. Um, moving on, uh, more news that came out really today. Will Norman, defensive tackle that used to go to IMG, um, that moved up to Maryland to go play ball, uh, was originally slated, had he had posted the other day, that he was going to visit Kentucky this coming weekend. Um, but now news came out today, he's coming to Florida this weekend. I looks like, That looks to me like a case of the staff saying, um, that's all right, you can go to Kentucky, or you can come here and be part of this class. Make your choice, and uh, he made his choice. That's what you want to see your staff do, isn't it? No, 100%. Um, I'm glad they shut that down. However, <laughs> and I was getting these vibes. I don't know if I said it here. I know I told you offline. Uh, I was getting diva vibes from him. I really was. And you like just how, he's, how he is personally, how he's handled his recruitment, you know, for being a silent for who knows how many months, so on and so forth. Uh him visiting Kentucky, like I'm getting, this is screaming that ne- uh, Nessa Silvera to me. <laughs> I'm, I'm being dead serious. Like D linemen don't do this, and when they do, they wind up being busts. So hey, I, I hope you know he shuts me up and he just plays ball. But he's from a non traditionally uh, non uh, non traditional football state, in New Jersey, Camden, New Jersey, and he's playing. AAU basketball games right now. So it's, I don't like it. I really, I mean, if we actually had, you know, a lot more options on the table, I wouldn't even mind dropping him at this point with the games he's playing. Cause I just don't like his attitude, his attitude in, in terms, not personally, but just how he t- takes football. This is not how a defensive lineman acts. I'm not going to really argue with you. Um, when I first saw his post saying that he was going to Kentucky, I was like, well, okay. Especially interior. Maybe yeah. DN, they, that's a little different. Interior, no. My whole thing was, all right, well, I guess that's uh, Xavier McLeod's spot. You know, um, if you want to le- – look, if I think most people would agree, and I'm not I'm not trying to slight the kid that bad. I, 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 but if there was a defensive lineman to leave this class, I think most people would agree they'd be okay with it being him. 100%. That's, and that's just that. I, I just don't do. I don't care who you are. Um, it, it, he's acting like a diva, yeah. and there's certain positions you can't act like a diva. This is one of them. No, absolutely not. That an offensive lineman, you never want to see act like this. Correct. Those are lunch pail guys, and they yep. need to act as as such. I, you know, not here to slight seventeen year olds, but you, there's a lot of things can be said by your actions. Um, another commit of Florida's visiting this weekend. This is kind of big news right now, given last weekend, uh, is Jakeem Jackson. Uh, as you may have heard last weekend, Jakeem Jackson visited uh, Miami for that stellar football game they had down there. And um, I guess after seeing what they had to offer, he wants to come back to Florida and, and tell us, uh, you know, he's happy with what, he, what, what we got going here, I would hope. Um, but we really need to make sure we try to keep Jakeem in this class, all jokes aside. Uh Right now, that kid, him and Denson, quarterback, cornerback one, <laughs> one A, one B. So, uh, some more news: 2022 tight end signee Tony Livingston is going to be in town this weekend. Um, haven't heard a whole lot of him. Don't about forget Tony. about Dijon. Hmm. Don't forget about Dijon. 
Oh, yeah. Well, I know Dijon's probably more slanted to maybe play star or safety. I think he's a little bit more flexible. That's why yeah. I was thinking Jakeem is more of a true outside yeah. corner. Too sure. Um, but, yeah, Tony Livingston's going to visit. I I believe the staff trying to make sure we keep him in the fold. So that would kind of fill our tight end from this class if he ends up being, uh, you know, grades are good and he's ready to come aboard. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, uh, athlete, uh, uh, very athletic player, by the way. Very played athletic player. was originally basketball. slated to be a um, defensive lineman. Offensive lineman. With, Offensive uh, lineman. You're he- right. You're right. I four, apologize. Four-star with Hevesy. You know. Have, yeah, Hevesy you know, special. Have got us. No, he's, he's a blue chipper. You know, he's a kept, kept, kept. I think that was kind of the joke about it was that was one of his highest, one of his higher recruits, yeah. and he was going to slide to tight end. Yeah. <laughs> he just kept losing weight, man. Yeah. Like, bro. He, he liked to play basketball. Another another one of those guys that was a yeah. good basketball player. Um, speaking of offensive linemen, uh, kind of a a kind of a loss here at the last second due to the storm like we were talking about the number one offensive tackle for 2024 Cam Pringle was supposed to visit this weekend but due to the weather he's in South Carolina actually um he's going to have to reschedule that visit and not make it because his game got slid to Saturday uh doesn't China have some type of weather machine we could borrow? Man, I'm telling you, we need like, something. This sucks. Sure I thought we were done with this stuff. We're we're past. We're supposed to be past all this. Uh, another, just one, one more big visitor t- that we can talk about right now for next weekend, and um, is the number one overall cornerback Charles Lester for the 2024 class is going to be visiting with uh with Rick's reclassifying. Lester moved up to the number one cornerback in the class another florida kid another corner um (laughs) i've heard different things about the kid i haven't heard about it you know us being in the most favorable position but you get Corey raymond on the job and all bets are off uh and there'll be some more visits come out between now and game day a lot of stuff's just kind of you know a lot of kids are waiting and seeing with the storm what they do i've heard there might be some surprises this weekend um, it, it could line up to be a really big visit weekend. Hopefully this storm clears out and gives us a nice, pretty day in Gainesville. Uh, one more piece of recruiting news that was announced this weekend is um, cornerback Sharif Denson announced that he will be taking his official visit to Florida December the 9th. I think that's going to be the next uh, big visit weekend for Florida is that that weekend in December when the season will kind of be past us there and the staff can kind of focus more on the recruiting efforts. I think you'll have, you'll end up seeing quite a few official visits lined up for that weekend. And that's all for recruiting right now, guys. Like I said, uh, stay tuned to our, to our Twitter page at respect our DCN as more and more visits get announced. We'll tweet them out from there. Keep y'all informed. And um, hopefully it's a great weekend all the way around. And, you know, starting with that, Mike's about to tell us all about the South Carolina Gamecocks that are coming to town this weekend. Yeah, and real quick, the uh, you know we already flipped one of their commits, uh-huh. and you know they still have one out of Jacksonville, Pup Howard. So you know that's kind of more, uh, you know, more, I don't say pressure, but you know more incentive to. God, we'd uh, love to have Pup Howard, but pardon. We sure would love to have Pup Howard. Yeah. I mean, I know he has a deep relationship with that linebacker coach, but you know it would be definitely be nice. And hopefully, at the end of the day, you never you never know. So no, you never stop recruiting. Absolutely. So all right, yeah, South Carolina guys, 
Shane Beamer is in his second season as the head coach there. He is the son of legendary uh, former Virginia Tech head coach Frank Beamer, you know, for the legendary uh, Beamer ball. <laughs> he, uh, Shane Beamer last year was the Football Writers Association of America, was the first year coach of the year. He went 7-6, and he actually had a pretty uh, solid season, all things considered. Um, and this season, they are six, six and three overall, and three and three in the conference. He's, you know, definitely um, fielded a competitive team both seasons, and he's a promising young uh, young head coach. Terrible dancer. Yeah, he's. He, I thought he'd be an awful hire, and he's just he's done pretty solid. He's so, infectious. He's got yeah. an. He's an infectious young guy. I mean, yeah. that that can carry you. Definitely. So far. <laughs> well, yeah, so some of the stats on there uh, per team rankings, uh, their points per game, 57th in the nation at 28.8. Total yards per game is going to be 85th in the country at 363.8. Rush yards per game, uh, it's going to be 85, 85th in the country at 130.4. Something to keep an eye on in the future there. Pass yards, you know, given their uh, strong arm quarterback, 64th over, uh, overall, 233.4 yards Sacks given up per game goes 84th, 2.5 per game. And on third down, sitting at 73rd at a 38% clip on converting. Now on defense, given up, uh, they're actually 69th overall um, points per uh, – we got here. Yeah, 69th overall in points per game. On yard, uh, yards per game, uh, they're sitting at 99th overall. And rush yards per game, 85th overall at 130.4 pass yards per game given up. Uh, looking at 40 uh, second overall, 215.5 sacks, 105 overall, 1.5. And third down conversion is going to be 98th overall at 42.59. So um, obviously they're not the best football team overall, and they definitely have some flaws. There are some solid football players on this team, though, however. And some of the games – uh, notable games on the schedule so far were uh, uh, going to be at Kentucky. They did win there, twenty-four to fourteen. It was a hideous game to watch. Um, they ended up uh, pulling away at the end, but this game continued. Uh, uh, actually, uh, Kentucky didn't uh, was playing with their backup quarterback the entire game. Not that it would have mattered too much because he's not good at football. Um, and also, they, that was at Kentucky. They played a home game. They won as well against Texas A&M, a tight one, 30-24. Now just some of the impact players. Just start out, uh, Marshawn Lloyd, just a starting running back. It's going to be he's uh, on the season. And we're, he's uh, he's kind of iffy. He's questionable for the game. He's definitely banged up uh, for this game. He missed last week's game with a deep – with a deep vibe bruise and has been limited in practice all week. But on the season so far, he's sitting at 556 yards, 5.6 yards uh, uh, per carry and nine touchdowns. They, and who would you uh, – they don't have one backup. They're pretty much a trio of guys. Um, that trio is going to be Juju McDowell, 184 yards total, 3.4 yards a carry, two touchdowns. Christian Beal Smith, he's uh, 100, once again 146 yards total. 4.3 average, five touchdowns. So he's uh, one that can really get in the end zone. And I know, you know, the true recruiters uh, fanatics are going to know this name, Jaheim Bell. I He is technically a tight end. I call him an athlete because he's got a good amount of carries on the season. He was their leading carry uh, guy last week. And he had 120 yards, 3.4 average, and two touchdowns on the season. So that being 
said, we also have a couple more players. Wide receiver Antoine Wells Jr., 41 receptions for 574 yards with four touchdowns. DB Nick Emmanuel. I'm pretty confident on that one. And uh, 40 total <laughs> tackles, leading the team with one pass deflection. And linebacker, this, he's, this one's a definitely a quality player here. He'll be playing on Sundays, 40 total tackles. I'm sorry, Jordan Birch, linebacker Jordan Birch, 40 total tackles, 3.5 sacks on the season, and two pass deflections. And I can't call this player an, um, an impact player, so I'll just call him another player. It's going to be QB Spencer Rattler, transfer from Oklahoma, and uh, played high school ball in Arizona. And as you know, he is not good at football. And you can see by his stats here, 1,823 yards on the season, 64.5 um, completion percentage, and eight touchdowns and nine interceptions with 20 sacks on the season. So just, you know, mediocre stats for at-best mediocre quarterback. Now I'll just continue on with the injuries that we already spoke about a little bit. Their starting safety, B.J. Gibson, left left last week's game with a lower leg injury is doubtful for this week in their corner. David Spaulding is done for the year with foot injury. So that's something to keep in mind for our passing attack, which definitely, uh, you know, looked a lot better to, um, last weekend in called station. Now just some of the questions uh, for this week. First and foremost, is Spencer rather good at football? Simply put, no. He's <laughs> from Arizona. Um Second, this is a serious question, though. Uh, can can Shane Beamer strike lightning in a bottle twice against Florida? Last year, um, luckily, um, I, I didn't watch the game. I'm not going to lie. A lot of people were trying to clown me. And um, I just posted a picture um, of me in Miami at, at our exhibit. So, I mean, I was winning that day. So, I refused to I wasn't going to let that team ruin my Saturday. But, they, you know, we lost that team, uh, that game 4-17, and that pretty much fired Mullen. So, uh, I mean, right now, you know, he's riding on cloud nine against the Florida Gators, and I think that is something to keep in mind. He, you know, he even see, you know, big, bad Florida. It's like, hey, you know, let's line us up. I did it last year. Why not do it again? And if I'm him and that, those players, I'm thinking the same exact thing. So uh, that's we, – we can't just treat him like this is little old South Carolina. So Pers- No, I, I, think it, I think it tremendously helps us, the game being at 4 o'clock. We won't yeah. maybe be as flat. Um Obviously, the kids that were on board for last year's game, they know what the team attitude was at that point. And um, I don't think it's any secret that it was at a pretty all-time low, especially, you know, under Dan. Um, many, like, you, like you alluded to, many people kind of said that was the game where they decided Dan wasn't going to be back. And then after the Missouri debacle, they really decided that he couldn't even be around anymore. <laughs> Um, hopefully they come in with big head, man. I mean, they, you know, they, they come in thinking that they got our number, even though one win over, you know, over last year is not exactly having our number, but I hope they, I hope they come in a little overconfident after beating a bad Vandy team last weekend. So with that being said, guys, like we were going to say, you know, we, we move on to some, some UF news. Um, it's senior day at, at the swamp this Saturday. So that's something for some for for some guys to be pumped up about. Send these seniors off on a on a high. Um, some notable kids that were that will be celebrating senior day this weekend. Everyone's uh, favorite safety, Trey Dean. React to that as you will. 
Um, our uh, left tackle, Richard Garage, um, who has the option of, uh, I believe he has the option of coming back, does he not? COVID. COVID, COVID year. Some of these guys will have, have COVID options, and we'll, we'll discuss that momentarily. These are just put on the list of guys that were going to be celebrating Senior Day. This isn't our list. This is a list that was provided. So these are the guys that are expected to walk at Senior Day on Saturday. Um, interesting name, Lorenzo Lingard. Um, I certainly wouldn't expect – let me say that a different way. I would expect Lorenzo Lingard to be playing college football next year. Uh, agreed. I think it's I, – <laughs> if he was playing for the Gators next year, I wouldn't be mad at all. I think it's best for both parties and more him – because in the day, you get one shot to play college football. I think he can be a lead back at a lower, you know, maybe uh, at a, in a scheme that more fits his skill, his skills. Not yeah, because he has a skill set. So zone, zone cutting, maybe not his skill set. Not at all. So, and, and that's um, and that's nothing against Lorenzo Linkard. Great kid. Love his attitude. Love his work ethic. Yeah. But and every not, scheme doesn't fit a kid, and we're going to talk about another one of those here at the end of this list in a minute. And not and, and just to uh, cap it off, not to um, uh, mention when a coach, like if he has a setup, like hypothetically, picks you out of the portal, and wants you, you're going to be his guy. Um, and maybe uh, even pr- get promised a spot to start. Couple so. other names before we move into to a bigger one. Um, Wes's man. I mean, not Wes's man. I apologize. Mike's guy, Kyle Ingall. God, Kyle, we barely knew ye. <laughs> Mike hyped you for about a week and a half, two weeks. I did, I did, I did what I could. <laughs> I did my job. Will Herod. Man, I forgot that kid. Even. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad to see him. Cheers to him for sticking it out. Um, Jordan Pouncey, we barely knew ye. Good, good, good locker room guy, though. Yes, great locker room guy. Um, one guy that we're truly going to miss, probably the 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 centerpiece of this senior class, uh, Ventura Miller. I mean, a guy you can't have enough praise for. Battled back from injury, uh, leader of the defense whenever he's on the field. Um, a great Gator that'll never probably get all the credit he deserves because of the teams he played for. And the defenses he played for. Um, thanks, Todd Grantham. Thanks. Uh, friend of the show, <laughs> Justin Shorter, who's – I think we can agree Justin Shorter has has made – I don't know if you want to say he made the most of this year, but he's abs- he's absolutely made a jump over where he was. Um, he'll, get, he'll get drafted because of this year. Yes, I absolutely. Best, I think that's and, the best way to put it. And hopefully some really good pro day combine numbers as well. Yeah. He certainly has the uh those things you can't teach, the size. <laughs> um interesting name here, Trent Whittemore. Now I don't believe it's been any secret here lately, especially after his brother decommitted that it that Trent might transfer after this season. Um Obviously, that's a Trent's a guy that's not going pro. So, obviously, that's another guy that you'll probably see playing football at another school next year. 
And last but not least on that list, uh, same kind of situation. Had high hopes at the beginning of the season, just didn't work out in this system. Naquan Wright, um, another kid battled back from injury, worked hard, but maybe not, maybe just in the wrong scheme for him to to benefit his talents, especially as a receiving back. Um, Mike, you got any thoughts on these guys? Um, uh, Naquan needs to go. Uh, I've already spoken enough. You know, it's quality back. It's the awful scheme fit. Trent Whitmore. I mean, today he's not gonna. He's not better than Ricky Purcell. So I mean, you know, go to go to a spot at MSU with the you know with the pirate himself. Go play with your brother and uh, go catch some balls. I'm a huge Whitmore fan. So more, uh, you know, hats off to you. I wish him wish him the best. Absolutely. I I wish I really thought Trent was gonna be something absolutely special here. Um, things weren't meant to be the way that they shook out. Hopefully he goes somewhere and they can really make the most of his talents because the kid can catch. There's no doubt about it. All right. Um, one more quick tidbit before we move on came out. Uh, shout out to our our man, Nick Delatore. He, he, po- he tweeted this out yesterday and I, it caught my eye. I couldn't believe I read it right. UF is leading the SEC in the fewest penalty yards. Whoever thought we'd see the day. And, and and let's let's say this. Billy Napier said it right off the rip that being a more disciplined team and cutting back on penalties was one of his biggest goals this season. And kudos to him because he's done it. I mean, we complain about penalties that we get on here, but that's because they're so noticeable because there's actually not that many a game. So, big shout-out to Billy for getting the discipline level of this team where it needs to be. Mike, any other tidbits you want to throw out before we get into our uh, pick six? No, I pretty much summed it up. The Just to kind of piggyback off of the the discipline, I mean, you know, especially where it's, it's been habitual, you know, coach over coach, you know, with the program, doing what he did in this, you know, one spring, you know, it just truly shows not only that that mainly the players have bought in and it also shows he has with everything else. He's methodical. He's strategic and he has a plan in place. When you see, you know, other programs, you know, uh, down, you know, down, you know, down south, 18 penalties in one game. You know, you just can't win like that. We don't have the talent to overcome that. That's another thing. So, you know. Those all these games that we picked that were coin flip games, you know, um, that Utah game. We don't win that Utah game with uh, twelve penalties. No, there's no chance. We don't come back from that, you know, that twenty like twenty one point deficit at L, um, when uh, LSU came in, in the town. We don't make that a ball game with multiple uh, penalties. So you know, we're us playing discipline disciplined ball. Not turning the ball over, it has it has the potential to truly make this season a success. And you know, at, at, if we finish out with eight wins, I'll take that ten times over. Absolutely, like I mean, you're right. You you can't succeed, especially with a less talented team, if you're putting yourself behind the eight ball. And once again, that's just one of the things that we've absolutely done right this year that has helped fuel our ability to stay in games and to come back in in so many of these and to stay competitive 
is not to get stupid penalties when you're behind. You know, that was that was a staple of the Mullen years. Get behind, get a stupid personal foul penalty or something of that nature. Now you're 15 yards back. You can't and you just can't recover. And just another example of what Billy and the coaching staff are teaching these guys and, and making happen. So big shout out to Billy. You know, that goes right into what we've said since day one of this season is you needed to see progress and growth. And that is one of those areas that absolutely is measurable in that factor. Imagine when you do that with the elite talent, talent. talent that's being brought in. And then you yeah. have you face a team that has inferior talent. You have top five class, you know, let's just say top eight, top seven classes year over year over year. You're you're not you're gonna face teams, let's just say a Kentucky. We Kentucky faces us, they they play as well. Yes. Well, guess what? If they have seven, eight penalties, we're gonna beat nine times out of ten, we're gonna beat them. And you start popping them guys in the mouth like we were accustomed to doing, that's when they commit the stupid penalties. That's correct. And and that's and that's missing. But we're getting there. We're getting there. I'd really, you know, we'll talk about that more here as we move into the pick six. And with that being said, guys, we are moving into our pick six, even though there's uh, just two of us. We'll make sure we. I'll take Wes's. We'll make sure we cover the load on that. And guys, with the pick six, we want to announce a new partnership that we've got going on now with Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a is a daily fantasy source that you can download and place daily entries on. And if you join now and use code RESPECT100, PrizePix is going to match your first deposit up to $100. So if you deposit $50, they're going to give you $50. If you enter, if you give $75, they're going to match $75. And if you put in $100, they're going to match $100. And what's different about with PrizePix over, say, DraftKings and or um, FanDuel or any of those is you're not playing against other players. You're playing against yourself basically you're you're putting you're, you're you're placing entries on stat lines over and under so basically an example is is if will ar rush for 45 yards in a game this year and you put over or under and you bet up to two to five players and that's as easy as it is man so go ahead check out prize picks i use it myself really enjoying it so far like I said, enter code RESPECT100, and they will match that first deposit up to $100. So with that being said, we're going to jump into the pick six. Pick six, guys, what we do every week. Three things the Gators need to do to beat South Carolina. I'll start it out. Hold on now. Okay. Hold on I'll, now. I'll do Wes's. And three things the Gators need to do to avoid versus South Carolina. Mike's excited to do Wes's I'm, lines I'm, this week. I'm ready to go, man. I got two <laughs> All right. Got so, so, so jump on it, Mike. What do the Gators need to do to beat South Carolina? Start with the hype man's. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, score 1,000 points. Um, No, so uh, Wes has built, a, built off the momentum from the Texas A&M game. He's absolutely correct in terms of, I mean, we, we finished strong. You know, we t- definitely started, you know, pretty well, but, you know, Shutting them out, shutting them out, shutting them out in the second half, and we didn't fully, you know, put, you know, uh, you know, you know, kill them, you know, put put our shoe on their throat essentially. But we definitely, you know, we're going um, about seventy five percent of that and putting them away. You know, 
running it down the throats that last, you know, uh, that touchdown with Johnson down uh, in final minutes there, which is truly, that's something we, we've been wanting to do. And that's what Napier wants to do. And, you know, it looks like, like we were saying, progress progression throughout the whole season. It's not even about wins and losses this year. It's about establishing a culture. And I think Warriors, I, this game is what I just saw is, you know, building off that performance. Most notably, this is AR. AR in the run game, I won't touch it on the run game too much, but just AR in general. If AR has the exact same game, 17 to 28, 201 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, 70 plus yards rushing, and a touchdown, oh my goodness, I'll take that every game for the rest of the season. So you you come off that, you you play discipline um, on the, you know, you don't have to do amazing, get a shutout, but you play good football. Quality football on the other on the defensive side of the ball, we will win out. That's without a doubt. Hirsch, um, I think myself, we need to run the ball fifty times again. We ran the ball fifty times last week for an just immense amount of yardage. Um, I look at the numbers Vandy put up versus South Carolina last week running the ball. I mean. <laughs> There's no reason we can't have the exact same rushing effort we had versus Texas A&M on our own field in the 4 o'clock start. I just want to see us just pound the rock, man. I've said said this so many times, but that's the strength, man. Do it. Run it. Run it, run it, run it, run it some more. I want to see an average five, six yards of carry when I see my stat line Saturday night, Sunday morning. All right. Oh, and uh, from what I originally had was going to be get to Spencer Rattler. Uh, He's obviously, once again, he's not good at football. So, and they, they're 84, if I want to say it was, and, uh, yeah, 84th in the country on sacks given. So he's already, um, at nine picks on the season, one over his his t- touchdowns he's thrown. So I mean, if you get to him, especially early, he he is not he is not a mentally strong per- like let alone football player person. So you just get to him, get him rattled, you know, get those third and longs as West always says, win first down, and you know we'll take care of it. Especially like you know like Princely, so. I'd, I'd like to see us man up a little more this game as well. Hopefully we can um, yeah. to, to help with that. All right. Three things we need to avoid versus South Carolina. Uh, uh, and this is what we just said. The piggyback off what, you, um, what you're saying, Hirsch, in terms of uh, least penalized team in the – what was it? Sorry. Out of here. This oh, yes, we're at least penalized team in SEC. So, essentially, keep, you know, keep doing what we're doing. And, you know, don't shoot ourselves in the foot. We are the more talented team, especially with their star running back out. So, just, you know, we have the home, we have home field advantage. We have momentum. You know, we're playing our type of football right now. So, just keep – don't don't set ourselves up for first and 15, first and 20 um, with a holding call. That's not – that's at that point, you're going to put um, AR at a disadvantage. He play, he doesn't play as well um, at home, so you know we're already kind of in a hole of that. So just you know, put you know play ahead of the six. So you know don't do 
unforced errors. I've seen it happen too often. So let's just, you know, uh, keep the ball rolling. Yeah, my my thing to avoid is is just letting Carolina possess the clock, man. Um, I want to see 50 carries a game. That requires us to have the ball a lot. So get them off the field, man. That second half versus A&M was how I, I want my UF defense to look. First, second, third and long, incomplete pass, punt us the ball back. I need to see a lot more of that, and I will feel so much more comfortable in the direction that we're going in to end, to close out this season going into next because that that's what we need to see. And like you said, we get the pressure on Rattler. I don't think that'll be an issue. Um, so what was your last thing that, that you thought we needed to avoid to beat to win versus South Carolina? Yeah, I kind of spoke on it previously, but essentially don't have enough USC letdown. End of the day, they have USC talented, uh, talented players on there. Uh, just maybe not as uh, not as much as we do. Uh, they're obviously not afraid of us. You know, they proved that last year. We've lost to them before. This isn't like Vanderbilt. Um, they they can beat us. I would not, you know, I would be shocked. I'd be surprised if we lost. But, you know, end of the day, you know, don't just don't take them lightly. This is we don't have a good enough team to overlook this um, this South Carolina team. Okay, this is another one of those coin flip games that you've referred to over and over and yeah, over again. Absolutely. So you know, I think Beamer's got to have them ready to go. You know, so um, I I think this is going to be pretty tight going into at you know, halftime. But ideally, we have them. You know, pull away midway through the third. But if this gets in the fourth quarter, then things things could truly get spooky. So that goes back to what Wes is saying: avoid mistakes. So um, that's, you know, that's my main thing. Just It comes down to starting fast and taking this uh, game seriously. And uh, I have, really haven't seen too many games, you know, with uh, Billy. He kind of keeps them up for every game. May not start out the best, but you can kind of tell, you know, the team the, with the emotion they are there. Absolutely. So before we move on to our impact player, any other general thoughts you have about this game that you, you know, yeah, we need we need, need a win, man. Right now, like the problem, when the fan base is happy, uh, like I, this is it's it's just kind of weird. It's been a quiet week. No, it's just it's just weird. You know, kind of went to like I can start like all right, Kentucky. That that week was weird. It, like it was, it just felt like a loss was coming. Like how the game went is how like the atmosphere in Gainesville felt. It was just a ghost town uh, until a couple hours prior. So like LSU. Was, it, like everyone's in a good mood, wins losses. It's kind of like, yeah, we lost, but we but we see the vision. Like we're getting these types of recruits. We we just lost the number two recruit in the country. We should be pissed, livid. You know, imagine that happening last year to Mullen. What like that's what I'm saying. It's it's like a it's a calm oh, there because they pitch see he's, he's shown that he can get players. He's shown that you know he he does this in like buckets. So, and I like that he's consistent. Everything's methodical and people are truly buying in. That's why I, there was a lot of Gator fans. I cannot stress how many Gator fans were at Texas A&M. So, that being said, I think, I think is it sold out? I believe it is. I believe it is. I yeah, think, so it, it I think goes, that was announced a week ago or so. Yeah, it's just, that's just really, you know. Um, it is I'm, a very I'm, odd feel. Um, yeah, it's just, I'm, I, no, the fan base isn't freaking out. And our fan base always <laughs> freaks out. 
for everything. And it's like, he's a calming, very calming guy, individual. And it's like, it's been reflected and not only by him, his personality, by his actions as well. So I just love to seeing the buy-in from the fan base collectively. I just, I just, like I said, um, I'd really like to see us come out off the wave that we had that second half. And I know that was against backups and whatnot for Texas A&M and a, and a quarterback that's terrible at football in, in Haynes King. But it was still a road game, like I alluded to in our Raw Reaction episode. If y'all haven't checked that out, go check out our Raw Reaction episode for Texas A&M. Um, it's a road game that was an 11 a.m. start for those guys in the SEC. I mean, that's it, imagine tailgating. Oh my god! Well, Didn't even five, have time I, to have a drink. I woke up at four thirty in the morning. It's ridiculous. I but I just can't imagine. Like I couldn't imagine as a player. Like you know, we all played football, but that I can't imagine waking up, having to eat breakfast that early because they got to eat and getting prepped. You got to go do your warm ups. I mean, you're doing warm ups at nine thirty in the morning. No, nine. It wasn't warm. I'll leave and it I'm that. just saying, like, it wasn't warm. that's all. People, people just think, well, they're football players. They flip a switch. They go out and play football. But it don't work that way. There's a mentality. There's a you have to amp yourself up and get yourself just. There's a there's a reason why you normally pick an uh, NFL. You pick a uh, when West Coast team travels over. Oh, absolutely. You pick that the East Coast team. Um, so I do think that with the game being a 4 p.m. game, I think it helps us tremendously. Uh, senior day, motion should be, you know, some of those guys should be jacked up. I would imagine Ventrell's probably going to have a monster day. Um, hopefully Trey Dean has a monster day. But anyway, let's get on to our impact players, if you will. <laughs> and as always, guys, with our impact players, we uh we have a, a rule of thumb. No AR and no Ventrell Miller. So. That's been season-long pretty much. That's a season-long thing. They're the leaders of the offense and the defense. You expect AR, given his talent level, to have a big game, and you know Ventrell is going to bring it week in and week out. So with that, we're going to go ahead and kick into ours. Mike, you want to go ahead and cover yours first or Wes's yeah, first? Um, or you want to do both of them at the same time since he was – Yeah, no, that's actually a good idea. Let's just say um, – let's go with the pass rush overall. But, um, but you know, I said that in the spirit of Wes – uh, he's using a whole group instead of one uh, individual. <laughs> now, going back to the actual rules and, and you know following the outline, uh, it's got to be Wes chose Princely, and he had a, you know had a quality quality game against. Uh, uh, got some pressures in his home state of Texas against A and M last week. He definitely he's always shown the ability to get to the passer, and it, it just once again this goes to this is important but uh, important to uh, to pressure and get a hold of uh, Spencer Rattler. And now for mine, I chose arguably the MVP of the defense last week. My boy, 5'2", Antoine, Antoine Powell Jr. from the DMV, just getting things done. You know, it's just I'm not calling myself a prophet, but when you know ball, you know ball. So um, he just, hey, what? I'm just saying. <laughs> I said that's my boy. It's been my boy. You have, you have claimed him. I will I, absolutely boy. Back and, you up on that. You have and, been on his bandwagon, even though it's been quiet the first half. You know, first he gave. He, hey, when he got the opportunity, he t- absolutely he took it. Ran with players it. shine when they're when they get the, the limelight. So yeah. So on all seriousness, uh, those two um, players can definitely. Um, I, I wholeheartedly expect two to three sacks from them. 
because this team's in the bottom uh, bottom quarter of the, uh, as we were saying, 84th in the country in uh, sacks given up on two and a half a, uh, a per game. So we should get two to three sacks just from them alone. So I'm This really goes back to the that. comment I made back in the recruiting segment about defensive linemen being lunch pail guys, and both of those guys fit them. You don't hear mold. from them. Well, you don't, yeah, they're I mean, not – Princes they're not flashy. Yeah, they're not flashy. They're not going to go out there. They're just all of a sudden they're going to be in the backfield and pressuring the quarterback out of the pocket. Yep. Hey man, I'm all for that. I love I love a, you know a hard hat wearing defensive lineman that just go to work and do their job. Don't wag fingers. Don't flex. Do you know? Get back to the huddle. Let's do it again. Um, and speaking of, of workmanlike efforts, my, my impact player of the game this week is um, Big Ethan White. We hadn't said a whole lot about Ethan White this year, not positively. Um, I need Ethan White to, to mirror his guard counterpart at the other position this week and, and be a, a, a road paver, a, a greater, just clear some holes out. Whatever his assignment is, I need him to just bust the man in front of him, not get pushed back when he, you know. I, it goes back to me saying I want to see 50 carries this game. Well, if you're going to have 50 carries, you got to have effective blocking by your offensive line, and uh, our guards are a big part of that given our scheme. I need to see Ethan White. Uh, if Ethan White ever has any aspirations of playing in the NFL, he needs to to start playing like it. Hey, Hirsch. Hey. Um. You may want to go to your local church, light a candle, because that's a little prayer for that. That's about the only way it's going to happen. Well, I'm trying to speak it into existence. All right, um, I've I've been an Ethan White defender since the moment he was recruited. In this um, scheme, have you been? Not as much, but I haven't been down. I, I think his. Uh, the guy standing next to him has made him look a little better this year. I'm talking about the, the, I'm talking about when the guy next to you is playing horribly, you don't notice the the, the other guy so much. I, I've noticed it. I know you have. You're you're an eagle eye like that. It's because you know ball. Um, Your words are hard. I'm just saying. Um, I, I, I see. I think I see Kingsley go back backwards faster, so I just notice him more. Um. And and you're right. Maybe it's a scheme problem, what have you not. But once again, yeah, I don't think it's a feat. He and he may not, and he may not. But I know he's got the 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 anger streak. He just needs to show it. Absolutely. And this this would be a fantastic week for him to realize we got three more games. I need to put my best performances on tape, whether it be for the University of Florida next year or somewhere else. I mean. Because everyone's going to have to look in the mirror after the season and decide if this is the place for them or not. It, it's not a, it's no secret. I mean, kids are going to have to look in the mirror and say, "Is this scheme right for me to get to the next level?" If that is what my aspiration is, and I would assume that's pretty much what all their aspirations are at this level. So, hey, if I want to go somewhere else, I at least better show that I got some some damn fight in me, you know. Be a good game for Ethan to start. All right. So, with all of that being said, it's time for us to give our score predictions for this week. And as always, 
Well, you know what? I think yours is a little better than the hype man. So I'm gonna let y'all. I'm gonna let you read them off. Uh, got Wes at forty-one to twenty-three. I should have. I should have whited my text out, but something here, no there. I have. Um, he want, picks his winning. I have a win as well, forty-four to twenty. I have us. This game's over early third quarter. And Hirsch? I got it 33-24 simply because this is just one of those games, like you said, it it, it feels a little weird. I I still think we win. I just think it's an ugly game. Two things on the score. Um, um, My score is um, based off of AR having another Texas A&M game. AR plays like he does in the home games a lot of times. <sighs> Things will get spooky. So let's let's hope that like we noticed. I, I stopped hoping. Hope. I just go for it. I, I understand that. I'm I'm too late to hope. Three weeks in a row, no turnovers, numbers are rising, you know, looking much better. I'm I'm here's hoping we've turned that corner and you know, I mean we've all heard different things on AR. I think AR is trying to put together the best tape to end the season he can too, because I believe that's where he's leaning. I think that's where he's been leaning since day one. Um, I know a lot of people are hoping and praying he stays, but if that kid gets a first round grade, he's got to go. I mean, it ain't even a question. If, if somebody puts a first round grade on the table for you, I mean, Obviously, I don't know what his NIL deals look like. I don't know how much he's he's bringing home, but that that NFL rookie contract first round grade is is solid money. <laughs> all right, well, that's all we. What NIL can be uh, like? Malik Hooker got quite a. Got it can change things absolutely. Malik, Malik, it Hooker, just, got, Malik, Malik Hooker got a lot of money. <laughs> It just depends. I mean, like, I don't know. We don't know the numbers on the Gatorade deal. That could be significant. They certainly have the money to make it significant. And if he. And he picks up one or two other. It's a poor quarterback class. Well, here's the other thing. If he comes back next year. Arguably. The top one or two quarterbacks in the country for, for draft, not for college. But going forward that year, he'll be one or two probably in the draft. I haven't, I don't even know who the quarterbacks the year, the next year are. But like you said, it's heavy at the top this year. Drake May and Caleb Williams. Yes. But I mean, he's at best, he's not going to bet at best, too. But the hype on AR would be absolutely ridiculous coming back next year. If question that is, were the case. Question is, is that a good thing for him? That's very true. Um, the mental yes. aspect is always going to be questionable until he proves otherwise. Um, but with where we're going with this conversation, the NIL deals would probably, from major companies next year, would probably be significant. You've got people like, obviously, AR is not Bryce Young. Guys, don't, don't, I'm not saying that, but Bryce Young's got the Dr. Pepper deal. You know, millions. You could argue. You could argue easily. Argue come from marketing, marketing background. You could easily argue he's more marketable. Absolutely, great kid. Looks the part. 
nice as he can be, um, you know, we we all know about that part of AR. Um, does great work in the community. Everybody loves him, shakes hands, does autographs, all that kind of stuff. So do one for NASCAR. Absolutely. NIL companies will probably line up for the kids. So there's there's reasons to be optimistic. I'm just not sure that's what he wants. And I guess we'll know when he makes whatever announcement he makes. All right, guys, that's probably going to, that's all going to do it for our, for our South Carolina, Florida breakdown. Um, hopefully raw reaction is, is fun this weekend and we got a lot to talk about, including a lot of uh, visitors that maybe we'll find out between now and then. I think there's going to be a lot of information come out. That's going to be um, real exciting for Gator nation in the next few days. So y'all stay tuned for it, man. Like I said, as things come out, I'll make sure I, we, we get it tweeted out from our Twitter page at respect our decision at, at respect our DCN. If you don't follow us there, please drop us a follow. So now we're going to hit these weekly pickums, Mike, and um, it's going to be a little different now. We ain't got the hype man here to do his pickums. I guess he'll have to mail his in and <laughs> y'all will just have to take my word on, on what he picks. But uh, after his performance last week, uh, well, hell, all of our did, did you fix yours, by the way? Yeah, I fixed everything. I'm still up. I'm still up by uh by five on you. So you just calm down. <laughs> yes, I did. No, I didn't. Wait a minute. No, you did not. We'll See, talk about I'm, this offline. Definitely I'm terrible didn't. about this. My God. Yeah, Wes, because Wes is sitting at. And for, for the people who can't, obviously can't see what I'm looking at, totals of the pickums. Wes is looking at 96. I'm looking at 96. Hirsch is looking at 110. No, 100. That seems about right. You're off four. <laughs> I know where it is. I have too many losses. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> anyway, last week. Man, last week, God, college football, to tell you how much of a absolute crazy season this has been. I mean, another week, Hirsch, five and five. Mike, five and five. West, four and six. Hirsch was the only one that picked UGA to win. Mike was the only one that picked LSU to beat Bama. And well, West just picks games. I don't know what else to tell you about that. I think what it comes down to, which was the more impressive pick, yours or mine? Well, clearly mine, because you said uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have a poll. Tennessee, you said Tennessee was going to win by multiple touchdowns. Listen, let's, we'll let the people talk. <laughs> this is uh, we do. Should this I include for... sound clips with our with our <laughs> with our poll? I mean, if you want to include a sound clip, just make sure you have the video of me uh, picking um, App State Jesus. over Here, as a 16.5-point underdog versus weekly, Texas A&M. If y'all didn't see the one, the picture of the one fan that was at the Texas A&M game wearing App State, that was Mike. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to do this. And like I said, guys, we'll take Wes's picks offline. Um, it ain't going to matter. Wes is bad at picks. Like Spencer Rattler's bad at football, so game of the game one, Alabama at Ole Miss. Mike, how does Alabama re- bounce back from that tough loss? 
Oh, man, I mean, I, I just got to go with the numbers there. Um, a Bama after a loss is you don't want to face Bama, so I'm picking Bama. Yeah, I can't I can't say that. I know that they're going to get hyped up because I know Saban probably ripped everybody in the building. People's jobs have already probably been taken from them. Now, with that being said, something is internally off with that program. Kirby kind of called them out in terms of transfers. That may be it. I don't know. I don't know. I, I do not know. But something has been the whole season. I, I've had this feeling it, it's just been off. They don't have that Bama stick, you know, aura to them. I don't know if it's a quarterback. Is he supposed to be a leader of the team? I have no idea. But I just something, got this something's feeling there. that his heart's not like it. I just, I don't know, they, man. I, they're, you not, hear, they're, they're not big, bad Bama this year. You just hear rumbles. I mean, you've heard rumbles. That, and how, how, much is, there? how much of the offseason worrying about all the other bull crap, I mean, and then hearing, oh, well, last year was a rebuilding year, which we know that's just coach speak from Nick. But, man, if that was a rebuilding year, what is this year supposed to be? You have brought in Gibbs, brought in Burton. Top three quarterback, top three running back. I think he's the best quarterback. <laughs> Number one rush end in the country, arguably. I mean, you know. Uh, no, they have probably the best defender, arguably the best player in the country. In, with Williams. Yeah, right there with Jalen Carter. I mean, easily. Um, maybe it's T-Rob. Maybe T-Rob's the problem. I know what the problem is. Todd Grantham is a defensive analyst. You reap what you sow, Nick. I don't know what to tell you. You can't save everybody. Anyway, this prop, this game, week game two probably wouldn't even been on the pickums if last week hadn't gone down the way it went. But now we got to talk about it. Louisville at Clemson. I can't, I can't go against Dabo and home versus Louisville. I gotta go. Uh, I gotta go. Uh, Team sprinter. Yeah, I think their defense would probably be way too much for Louisville at the end of the day. Love their love Louisville's quarterback. Hate Clemson's quarterback. I think that kid is probably the most disappointing kid in the country for the second year in a row. <laughs> but yet Dabo continues to run him out there. Um, well, I don't think that backup's ready because they played the backup. I think I'd ride with the backup at this point and just let him grow. I mean, you're, I mean, to each their own. I mean, I, it's not my program to run. Obviously, he watches them in practice, and he knows more than I do, obviously. Um, and that ain't saying much. But <laughs> Central Florida, fresh off the big win at Tulane, eight and one Tulane. Really? Yeah, Tulane's ranked. UCF on the road. They don't. They don't. You the spread? I don't have the spread on that one. I apologize. It's not, 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 not cool, bro. Uh, I'll go UCF then since we don't. I'm going UCF. That's uh, I, yeah. Ah, this is that kind of game that UCF drops every year. I'm going with Tulane. Not just at Tulsa. I'm picking Tulsa. Yeah, that would have been even better. But they nah. never beat Tulsa. Got a big win going on the road. It's Gus. Yeah, I'm going with Tulane. All right, all right. Here we go. Washington at Oregon. 
I think. Um, oh, you got to do it. Won't he do it, folks? I think Mike Penix goes into Eugene, Oregon, and loses to a um, a former Auburn quarterback. <laughs> okay. I don't have any faith in Washington on the road. If this was that, if this was in Washington at Washington, oh yeah, I'd take them all day. But they can lose a little something when they leave the old the old state there. TCU in the playoffs as of today. TCU at Texas. Does the run continue? Horns down. Oh yeah. Go horn dogs. Horn dogs. Go horn dogs, baby. <laughs> horn frogs. Go horn frogs. Yeah, we know. Horn horn dogs. We're gonna get those shirts made too. Another great moment in this show, man. I can't pick against them, man. My favorite I, uniform I, in college football learned, out, outside of the traditionals. I learned my lesson. The black and purple, baby. All right. Making LaDainian Tomlinson proud. Yes, they are. Big LT. FSU at Syracuse. Going up north to the Carrier Dome. All right. L- <laughs> FSU's playing good ball. They are playing good football. They are playing good ball right now. You know, well, you know, for being a mediocre, mediocre football team. So let's put that in perspective. They're going to the dome. Yeah, that's a weird spot. They're going to the carrier dome. I'm going with the, my boy with the Beijing. The uh, I'm going with Dino. Okay, Dino. Dino has no fear. Sometimes, if last any other year, I might say this might be a letdown game after that, but I don't think they broke much of a sweat versus Miami. But I mean, you could, you could easily argue you're too confident at the same time, and you probably could. But I still think they also think that they're they're a more talented football team. I'm going to go with FSU on this one. All right, don't, don't mess don't mess with the dome. I'm not messing with the dome. I just want them as high as they can possibly be when they when we play them in in a few weeks. This is a game I didn't think I'd have on the pickums, but now it just is here for humorous reasons. Miami going up seventy five north to Atlanta to play Georgia Tech. I was not even close. I'm picking. Uh, I'm picking. I'm going with Vegas, baby. Georgia Tech. Jerry Curry Brown's probably going to play. He's awful at football. You can't throw the ball. I'm sorry for your easier home. I'm sure he's a great kid, but he can't throw the ball. So, I mean, maybe he should be running triple option, but he can't throw the ball. So, oh, and not to mention, pretty much every player on, on Miami has quit on Mario Cristobal. And I don't know, he may be getting a cafe con leche right now. That is beyond me. But at the end of the day, the whole team has quit. By the looks of it, some of, my, some of the coaches have quit. And they're just – what they're doing right now is unfathomable. So just – and um, ever since Jeff Collins is fired, Georgia Tech has played with another gear. Yeah, I think uh, Saturday afternoon – They're going by double digits. I think, I think fans are leaving Bobby Dodd Saturday afternoon, heading across – 
the walkway of 75, running into the varsity, yelling, they're a rambling wreck from Georgia Tech and a hell of an engineer, baby. Georgia Tech. Prove me wrong, Miami. I bet you can't. All right. LSU travels to Arkansas. Is there a letdown? Thought about it. I, no. Because Arkansas, I don't think they're playing at a high enough level right now. I hate that Wes isn't here. I really put that one on there for him since he's such a Arkansas, you know, sympathizer. Um, that would hurt his. That would hurt his soul. It would hurt his soul, and I bet he would take Arkansas on this. Hundred percent. We'll find out when he mails it in. All right. This ought to be a fun contest. I mean, you talk about just whew, the the toilet bowl, Texas A and M at Auburn. You know what? Cadillac. Can Cadillac get it done? No, because they, they lost the, the worst coach in, you know, Power 5 football in uh, Division One in Brian Harson. So they they came back from the dead last week. That's what I'm saying. Cadillac, baby. <laughs> Tammy, we ain't bowling this year. <laughs> Jimbo's not going bowling. You no. know who the offensive coordinator for Auburn is right now? Who's that? Gator, great I kill you. Oh, that's right. War damn evil. <laughs> that's what you tuned into this show, guys, to learn things like that out of nowhere. Most of y'all probably knew that. Uh, you know what? I think Wagman's going to play this week. And if Wagman plays, Evan Stewart goes for 200 yards. I got an eagle. A&M makes a comeback. You got an eagle or do you need a tiger? I don't know. They're, they're, they switch their mascot however the mood goes. Last game of the, of the docket. We travel up north. Maryland in the fighting Copelands. Oh, he's like, I checked the other day. He's like 20 catches. So God bless that kid. Or Head actually- to Penn State to play James Franklin in the. Nittany Lions. Boy, I know you love picking a, a James Franklin-led football Jesus. team. Oh, like if Mid was a face, had a face. With Manny Diaz running the fierce, the fierce defense. Better coach with Cristobal. Um, <laughs> let's get the, the fighting man, Manny Diaz's. Penn State all the way. Yeah, I like Coach Loxley up there. I think he's done a fantastic job um, with the, bringing in some talent. But it's a hard ass to go into Penn State, win a game like there. So I'm going to go ahead and go with the, the Nittany Lions on that one. All right, guys. And like I said, we'll mail in. We'll get Wes's mail in ballot on that and uh, see if he can make up some ground from that last pet place position. Guys, we appreciate y'all tuning in this week, man. Another great episode coming gone. Hopefully, like I said, Sunday we're doing our Raw Reaction episode, celebrating another victory and being bowl eligible would be a great, great way to wrap the weekend. Mike, you got anything you want to add before we jump? Yeah, just uh, really quick. I uh, forgot to say earlier on, if you don't mind. Um, I just uh, 
One thing I really want to, I'm going to be looking out for, I encourage you guys to check that out as well. Is um, last week uh, against AM, we went for it on fourth down when we could have kicked the field goal to give it go up uh, 16 points. So I personally wasn't a fan of that because I like to play it safe. And, you know, I didn't foresee them having opportunity given their offensive production, especially that half, to get three, that third possession. But um, that that was my perspective on it. I just think that's, you know, food for thought. I don't know what Hirsch thinks about that. But that was my main little thing, just not to, you know, elaborate too much. But also just always remember day and night, Bateman, Bateman got us. Yes, sir. Uh, sorry, I got caught off guard. And if y'all are seeing this, you may have already seen this. But uh, our main man, Hugh Hathcock, just sent out a tweet that said, tomorrow will be a great day for the Florida Gators. My God. Don't play with our emotions, Hugh. We're a fragile bunch. <laughs> just, uh, he just tweeted it? <laughs> he just tweeted it. You don't mess with our emotions. It couldn't happen about five minutes ago where I can make, make, make a couple of uh, texts. <laughs> that's, that's grand. Guys, I told y'all, and I'm trying to be vague. We, we've heard some rumors. There's a lot of speculation out there. Um, just hang tight. I, I think this weekend there's there could be some some cool developments come down the pipe. That's all I can really say at this point. But just let's let's let it play out. And um, stay calm. Guys, we appreciate you so much tuning in. Um, made it this a little bit of a shorter episode without Mike and Wes going back and forth and, you know, arguing defensive tackles and things of that nature. No, but no, nose tackles. Nose tackles. My bad. Um, but we miss our man. Hopefully he gets his, uh, gets his internet hype fixed back up and we're good to go for a raw reaction and next week's show as we will be breaking down the Vanderbilt game next week. And hopefully we've got a lot of big recruiting news to talk about, but as always guys, make sure you go out there and download us wherever you get your podcast from. We're available on every platform. Make sure you take, check out the YouTube channel, respect our decision. Please do us a huge favor and subscribe to the channel. Like every video and drop us a comment. Or drop us a question if you'd like us maybe to, to read a question on a future show. Drop us a question in there, man. We read the comments, and we read anything you leave us, and we'd be happy to, you know, answer questions if we have enough of them to kind of make a small segment out of it. It'd be great. Um, and that being said, guys, if you'd like to support us as creators. Oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Dun, 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 dun. This is uh, per – this is not good. Uh, per Nick Del Torre. 27 minutes to go. Frazier is out this week. With his wrist, arm. Um, That's what he hurt in the game last week when he fell on his arm. It's probably shoulder or wrist or something of that nature. Hey. Significant shoulder injury. He, I think he dislocated his shoulder. That. But luckily, uh, Caleb, like you were saying, Caleb Douglas. Caleb uh, Douglas. Uh, Marcus Burke. We've Caleb. got the bodies in that room. Yeah, and remember we, Caleb Douglas, only a three star. Evals, baby. Evals. We, we've we've got the talent in that room, and Evals. And I hope Ricky Persall's touches continue to go up. But anyway, guys, like I was saying, if you'd like to 
support us as creators. Check us out on our Patreon. Respect our decision. As always, every dollar we make from our Patreon, we put right back into the show just so we can keep getting better. Because, Mike, if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. That's right. We love you, Gator Nation. Thank you so much. Y'all have a good, safe weekend out there. If you're in the path of this storm, guys, take care. Always take it seriously. Don't go out there and dance in the rain and do all that crazy Florida man stuff. Y'all be safe. No. It's, yeah. <laughs> let, let us live our lives. Whatever. Peace out, Gator Nation. Oh, <laughs>